You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tigers fall to Detroit Trojans. Give us your good, your bad, your ugly. 504-260-1870. Text her up. Text us at 870-870. All Peretti Jaguar opinion poll is online at www.com. The Tigers now 3-2 on the season. Are there seven remaining SEC games? How many do you feel certain the Tigers will win? All seven. Four to six. Three. Maybe two. One. I'm not sure they'll win any. Cast your vote online at www.com. Second most wins in LSU football history as a quarterback. Herb Tyler joins us now. Herb, LSU falls to Troy. And, Herb, it's, it's hard for Tiger fans to overall piece together, especially from the offensive side, that this offense has gotten better since the beginning of the season. Well, no, you're, you're absolutely right, Deke. It's, um, I mean, you know, as, as positive as we want to be about it in the season and how things are going, we just we just are way too thin up front offensively and defensively. Um, we were exploited again tonight um, on the offense and defensive line. We couldn't we couldn't push anybody around on offense. You know, the the defense Troy came to play. Those guys were stuffing the holes. Uh, the linebackers were flying around making plays. Um, you know, uh, we we just couldn't get anything going offensively running the football at all. And then when we tried to pass the ball, um, I mean, we, we had a couple of plays here and there where Danny Allen made some really good passes uh, to some guys. But, I mean, we were out of sync all night. We didn't play like as if it was homecoming, you know, like we had some pride with us. Um, it was just difficult to watch the game. But um, also on defense, I mean, that their offense, uh, I mean, Troy's offense came out the ball. They came out to play. They drove the ball down the field. They pushed us around. They opened holes for their running back. The quarterback was stellar. I thought he made out really great plays. Um, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. They came out to play the football game. Um, they were energized. They were enthusiastic, and and they were ready to play the game. And we were just we just looked lethargic. Um, you know, we looked like we were just going to come out there, and, and Troy was going to roll over, and we just win the game. But definitely, as we know, that was not the case. Her quarterback play, Danny Etling, uh, you talk about Miles Brennan. Your take on how the quarterbacks did and uh, your thoughts on this, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily say two system, but both quarterbacks playing. You know, it was it was weird because they, it, it almost seemed like, uh, like like they never really actually changed any of the, of, the, of the play calling for any of them. You know what I mean? It's like It's like mm-hmm. they... They both ran pretty much the same plays, so it doesn't. To me, I thought Danny played. He didn't play a terrible game. Um, he didn't play great either, but he made plays when it when it was needed. Um, but he wasn't consistent. And then when Miles got in the game, you know, he's, it's, it's difficult for him to 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 be able to play consistently well all the time with him not really truly having you know the experience under his belt, and then. A lot of times when he when he got caught in trouble when he threw the interception when he threw the ball right into um, you know there are three three defensive backs out there covering mm-hmm. two um, of our wide receivers and I mean that's just a no no you got to go the other the other way there's there's got to be a, a better scenario on the other side of the field or down in the middle of the field or a check down or something that that's in your favor as an offense and you, you can't throw that ball into double coverage like that. Um, but I, I mean, you know, with Danny, I'm, 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 you know, Danny makes plays. He does make plays. I think the thing that we're looking for 
it's not so much as the quarterbacks making plays, but how do we get the guys that we do have that are playmakers the ball in space? You know, and I think sometimes it seems like we're, we're not we're, we're not achieving that particular goal, like maybe throwing some some bubble screens, some slip screens, or something like that. I mean, that's, there's a point in time during the game where Troy was just sending everybody, and I, and I figured, you know, if you can, you know, go ahead, bring me, you know, all, give me all of that rush, and at some point I'm gonna just dump the ball off to a running back or a receiver and let let them run right past you. Herb, now the Florida Gators, uh, basically all SEC the rest of the way. And, Herb, you know, it's uh, as good as I think people felt after that BYU game. Uh, they feel dejected right now because it's hard to take a grasp yeah. on it. I know the coaches yeah. and the players got to look at it at Florida. But, man, Herb, the next, uh, just starting the next couple of games, this is extremely tough for LSU now looking down the stretch. Look, I mean, you know, right now, what are we, four and two? Um, three and two. We're not, we're, three and two. We're not, we're not, um, uh, uh, and you know, a stellar three and two team. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. saying we're, our record speaks exactly what it is, and we we've beaten three okay teams and lost really bad to one, you know, middle of the road SEC team, and then we lost to a really good team that that we should have have. I think we should have beaten um, in Troy, but here comes Florida, right? Florida has has everything going for them, in my opinion, with the exception of an experienced quarterback. So they have a really good defense. They have really good um, front seven play on the defense. They also have a really good offensive line up front where they can push people around and give the quarterback time to, to throw the ball. The only thing that they're missing, I think, in, as far as I'm concerned, is a quarterback that's experienced and that can make the decisions that they need to be made so that they can make the right the right uh, throws and things of that nature and not throw the ball in the double coverage. They're working with a true freshman himself. Um, today, Jack uh, uh, Luke Del Rio got hurt today, so Felipe Franks came in and he did a, he did a decent job. He didn't throw the ball. Or, he didn't give you know make any turnovers, anything like that. But um, he didn't play stellar either. So he he did a, he did an excellent job. I think that you know going into this particular game, we have to actually regroup completely. We have to re you know go back to the drawing board, as they say. We got to figure out exactly what went wrong, how we can um, um, remedy it, and get get better play up front on both sides of the ball. We need to make some tackles too. Once the once the running back is advanced past the defensive line of scrimmage, we need to make some tackles in the backfield. We haven't done that tonight. Um, we kind of was a little exploited in that area tonight, I thought. Um, but it's going to be tough, man. It's not going to be easy going you know, further from here. So, I mean, the, the games get tougher, and each week, in, at, each week at practice, they're going to have to go ahead and do some gut checks. Uh, everybody will. So, um, I mean, they may have to shake some things up as well as far as uh, personnel. Not that, you know, we have a, a ton of guys back there that we have to choose from, but we just have to try to see what we can do to, to lift the guys' spirits and make sure these guys are enthusiastic about going to practice every day. And uh, we got to put them in a better situation so that they can be successful. Herb Tyler, second winning as quarterback, most wins in LSU history under center, three straight bowl victories. Other quarterback, still a Tiger record. Herb, thank you so much, my man. We will talk through the week. You got it, baby. See you later, baby. Enjoy your night. All right. Yes, sir. 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. LSU beat BYU. LSU beat UT Chattanooga, and they beat Syracuse, and they've lost to Mississippi State. Not counting Troy, if you count LSU's teams, the teams they've beaten and, of course, played before tonight, not counting Troy, this Tiger Ball Club, BYU, since they played LSU, has gone 0-3. 
Syracuse lost today to NC State. University of Tennessee, Chattanooga is 1-2, and, and Mississippi State is 0-2. LSU's combined records of the teams they played, not adding in Troy, because we'll see what Troy does moving forward. After they faced LSU, BYU, Syracuse, UT, Chattanooga, Mississippi State are combined 1-8 and eight on the season. LSU, let's go to Slidell for Terry on line one. Terry, thank you for calling the Point After on Tiger Radio, WWE. Hey. Hey, Deke, how you doing tonight? Remember a long time ago, I know how old y'all, but we had Help Mac Pack, then we had get a U-Haul for Stovall, then Help Archer's Departure, then we had the Curly Harmon Show, and wait, I got a new one. Uh, we got to get rid of Coach O and Joe Oliva, because they both got to go. Coach O and Joe Oliva, I have to go. This is a disgrace to the LSU football program. The last time we lost the game was in 2000 when Nick Saban lost to UAB. This is a total disgrace, embarrassment to LSU fans. I'm sorry, but Coach O and Coach and Joe have got to go because this is a disgrace. We are... I mean, I think Vanderbilt may be a better football team than LSU. And you wonder how many games is going to win the rest of the year? We can, I, I thought LSU could win eight games. We're going to go three and nine. There's nobody on the schedule that we're going to beat. Even Tennessee, who got blown out by Georgia today, have, will beat LSU in Tennessee. Coach O and Joe have got to go. The new chance and get rid of help Mac Pack. Coach O and Joe have to go. Thank you, Deke. All right, Terry from Slidell, thank you for calling in. To the phones that go, Waveland from Mike on line three. Mike, thank you for calling the point after on Tiger Radio WWL. Deke, uh, how long was the field goal that we missed tonight? Mm, let's see, was it 36, 37? Uh, let me, I'll, I'll go back and pull it up exactly. I want to know, excuse me, Troy, the one Troy missed was about 37. I'll pull up in just a moment, in just a second. Boy, speaking of field goals, uh, you got to credit that Troy coach for fighting hard for those two I don't know if it was two seconds, but there was definitely, I think, you know, you could argue there was at least one second left, and that's all they needed to let them get that field goal, and that wound up being huge, wound up being way bigger part playing the game than we, we had originally thought in that contest. That was, uh, I don't know. I, I still that think. Smart, smart move. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. That, that won them the game. That won them yeah, the game. It, it, look, it came back to be very big. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. What's your take on where, where this team is right well, now? Well, I, I, I think we can still uh, have hope of going 6-6 six and six on the regular season and, and winning a bowl game. But we have to beat Ole Miss there and Tennessee there. And I think we can beat A&M at home. If, 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 we're, if, we, if we win those two games, I think we can beat A&M at home mm-hmm. in an upset and then get to a bowl game and win, and we'll have a 7-6 and six record. It was a 35-yard field goal that uh, Gonsolo, Gonsolo missed. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, the ball was at the Troy 18-yard line. They missed it, so that's what it was—a 35-yard. But, but for that, we uh, could have at least gotten to overtime. Yeah, well, if you make that one, you're right. If you got that one, you, you could have went to overtime for sure. So, anything well, we gotta, else? We got to beat Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas A&M to get to six and six. I got you. 
Thank you so much for the call, uh, 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 Mike. I appreciate it. 504-260-1870. Troy 24, LSU 21. This is the Purple and Gold Point out to here on Tiger Radio, WWL. And uh, looking at uh, what LSU has done, have they gotten better on the offensive side of the football? And Look, I, I don't believe in, you know, bashing, especially college athletes. Pros are different. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a paid profession. But I don't see where the offense has progressed. I don't think, and look, I don't think that the players are, uh, they're bad players. I think LSU has a serious, serious issue on the offensive line. But, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but, you know, it didn't fall down in a day either. So my point is, you can build something, but not in a day, but you don't tear it down. It doesn't fall down in a day. This has been an ongoing issue for the last several recruiting classes for LSU. Uh, you want to look at the lifeblood of a program? It's recruiting. LSU has failed on getting the type of linemen that they needed. Uh, they have failed on, you know, I don't know if they got caught up in stars, so to speak, in recruiting and, and not kept recruiting the body of the player throughout his entire career. But let's face it, in the most key areas, and you're getting ready to get into seven straight conference games, this is not a knock on these guys. They don't have the bodies. They're not healthy, and they're going to be overmatched. Tonight, I mean, let's face it. If you were from a different, let's just say you weren't watching LSU. Just try to picture this for a minute, and you saw this game. There's no way you would have pointed out LSU was the team that was supposed to win. Troy looked like the team that was supposed to win. They were physical all night long. They had a, uh, like they were in a different gear. And until, you know, there was at times LSU played well, and there was at some, some times, but Troy all night long looked like the team that was, you know, pushing. The, the They looked like the big guy supposed to be pushing the small guy around. But they were the small guy pushing the big guy around. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't see that. But I just saw Troy, especially defensively, was, was more, more physical. I mean, I did, and that's not supposed to happen, but it did. 504-260-1870. You can text me at 870-870, which are good, you're bad, you're ugly. And of the seven remaining games, how many do you think LSU will win? It's a Peretti Jaguar opinion poll. It's online for you at www.com. And isn't it good just to be talking football? You know, it's good just to be talking football because, and look, I, I, I don't, I, I'm just saying this because, I don't like talking all the stuff that's been going on all week long. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I just, I don't particularly, I don't care for it. But it's nice to just be talking football. And I wish we were talking about something better because, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, drowning the sorrow, so to speak, in LSU's loss. But whew, it sure is refreshing just to talk about football tonight here. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to come on late. This was a kind of a uh, sudden, so to speak, show. Because usually we come on after the big conference games, but I mean, when you have the nation's longest non-conference win streak at 49 games, goes down 16 straight homecomings, and the, you know, and all everything else that's a part of the story. Uh, you got to get on. We got the phone lines lit up, texts are coming in at a massive rate. This is an avenue that a lot of people want to sound off on. Back to the phones to go. Mid City for Mike on line four. Mike, thank you for calling the point after on WWL. Hey, where you at, Hey, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, that um, all this started last year. 
uh, well, really, with, uh, with them not being able to find the coach that they really wanted because of uh, the state budget uh, problems and um, having to pay all of that money uh, to uh, less miles, and they just couldn't afford to get the coach that they wanted. And so we getting what we paid for, you know. Uh, yeah, now that's where you're wrong. It wasn't that they couldn't afford the coach. The, the coaches that they wanted didn't want to come here. Jimbo Fisher, he had he had, he had what was offered. He didn't want to come here. Tom Herman, they had LSU had the money on the table. Those guys didn't want to come here. I thought it was I thought it was a money issue. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I really did, but it you know. It, I, I don't but those think those coaches would those coaches would still be playing with the same players. Yeah, but uh, I don't think I don't think the, uh, Ogeron is uh is the is is the coach um that we gonna need. You know, I, I don't I don't see him being a perennial uh eleven and you know ten eleven game. You know, uh, or losing one conference game a year type of coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, hey, if you proving this, you prove he proving that right. You know, I mean, the team just looks awful. You know, well, Mike, I, I tell mean, you what, a lot, of, a lot of people will agree with you, my man. Thank you so much for the call, Mike, in Mid City, two six zero one eight seventy Troy twenty four LSU twenty one. Let's get back to the phone lines. Over to the West Bank now, Marrero for Derek on line six. Derek, thank you for calling WWL. What do you say, Derek? Hello, Derek. How are you? Hey, man. How you doing? Doing fine, sir. Deep, one of the things we do know about you, bro, you're one of the most honest guys in the business, right? <laughs> I don't, uh, if you say so, Derek. Yeah, I say so. <laughs> I've, I've talked to you with Bobby. I've, I've talked to you when you've been by yourself. And right now, let's just let's, let's just call it what it is, man. Look, um, I agree with Coach O when he said, lineman, lineman, lineman. You know, mm-hmm. obviously your offensive line, how could a bunch of one-stars, beat a bunch of four and five stars if it's not coaching. It's pure coaching, deep. Mm-hmm. Look, we all like Coach O. He's a he's a, he's a Cajun boy. He 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 talks good. We like him. But dude, it's all about execution. How could I you know look, my daughter goes to L S U and, you know, I pay the difference between the what tops pay and the rest of the fees and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, she asked me to pay for the game. I said, baby, well, let's wait for the SEC games, and not for the Detroit games. But, man, Deke, I'm hurting right now. I'm in my feelings, Deke. I'm in my feelings, bro. So, wait, wait. Wait a minute, Derek. Are you trying to say now you feel bad because you should let that baby go to the Troy game? <laughs> and, and you don't want to You don't want to see what's going to happen in the conference games? What, what, what you tell me, I should have let her go to the other game. Oh. I could have saved a whole lot of money because they're going to get the brakes beat off of All the way to the white meat, Deke. All the way to the white meat. Oh, Derek, you rolling tonight, baby. You rolling. Hey, Deke, look, bro. Look, you, you, you're the coolest white guy I know. <laughs> well, let's tell it like it is, D. If you can't bust a grape in Troy, what what you think Alabama, mm. Ole Miss, I know it, Florida, I, come look, on, especially and look and no and no and let me tell you what the difference is between those teams right there. Just throw out Alabama, but just the difference in those teams right now. If they lose, uh-huh. they they are much better along their offensive and defensive fronts, and they have depth. 
And, I mean, just LSU, you, I mean, they're just going to try to have to piece it together and get through and then maybe make it through this season and pick up some JUCO players along the lines. But those teams are going to physically outmatch. Next week, Florida, man, we could say we want about Florida's offense and so forth, but their offensive and defense, especially their defensive lines, man, I just, oh, it's going to be. It is gonna get it's gonna get worse. I mean, I'm telling you, Auburn's got a physical offensive line. Yeah. I mean, look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss hasn't been great. I mean, they're getting hammered tonight by by Alabama, but their offensive line is not bad. I mean, they're gonna put up some. It's. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a struggle for this team, and I don't know the number, but. It's going to be a struggle for them in every game they play the rest of the way. I don't know what the win total is going to be, but, I mean, I can't I can't look at one game right now and say for certain my money, which I don't have any, but if it was my money, I couldn't say for certain which team this, which team LSU plays that I could say I can tell you all out there they're going to beat them. And if anybody else has confidence and they can say that, then, hey, they put their, put their oh, money on it because I wouldn't put mine the on it. The, the only team I give them – a 50-50 shot against is Tennessee. But let, let me just say this, D. I'm not even going to go offense because I could I could talk about offense all day. But I'm going to just stick with defense. Okay. You let Troy walk you up and down your stadium, not Troy Stadium, your stadium, up your and stadium. down. I mean, we got five stars on the D-line. Look, I, I agree we don't have depth. But you don't need depth to beat your man. Beat the man in front of you. Mm-hmm. And yet, still, no, Troy came Troy out. Beat. I think, yep, they established. You're right. They, they established who was the team that was going to control the line of scrimmage early in this contest, and they did. I mean, they did. You could go back. Look, the crowd was never really in the game early on. They got in it at times. LSU made a run uh, late in that second half. You know, when they when they got in, and then of course, then Troy would answer. It just it always looked like Troy had the upper hand in this game to me. Deke, I'm not gonna say no more. I'm gonna leave it like this. But Deke, keep it real, Deke. Don't let them off the hook because they're the home team. You're the coolest white boy I know. Stay like that, Deke, because you keep them honest, bro. Keep them honest, bro. Derek, you're all right, man. Take care and let that baby go to them non-conference games from now. Shame on you, Derek. It wouldn't have been that much money. All right, two six zero one eight ten. Detroit twenty four, LSU twenty one. Getting your feedback back to Marrero for Tony on line five. Tony, good evening. Thank you for calling WWL. Yeah, thank you, Dick, for taking the call. Look, I'm frustrated like most LSU players, and I got yep. ragged at work tonight, and, and and I'm with the mm-hmm. people at my work. They say, it's not LSU. You're pulling for Loser State University. One guy told me, he goes, welcome back to the Curly Holman, Mike Archer years. He goes, that's the direction that LSU is headed in. Mm-hmm. Do we like Ed Ogeron? Yes, we do. He's a good old boy from down where Bobby A. Best from down the bayou and cut off. Is he a head coach? It don't seem like it to me. He's not head coaching material. And the reason I say that is this. What is it, Deke, with this garbage uh, uh, offensive coordinator he's got? This guy's got to go. or uh, Somebody's got to go. I mean, if the athletic press has any common sense, somebody's got to go. What's all this shifting from week to week, running some kind of pro-style offense where you, you send a man in motion, he... You know, I mean, you're not fooling nobody. Don't you think, Deke, if you were head coach and that didn't work in week one and week two, you would scrap it and say, this ain't working? Why do they continuously do this, this shifting back and forth? Why don't somebody in the media, media when they put the microphone in front of uh, Coach O's face, ask him, why are y'all sticking with this offense when, when it's garbage? Well, and you know the thing is, too, uh, uh, Troy, Tony, is that this past week, 
you know, when Coach O was talking about, you know, getting the Dolphins better and kind of the, the word was simplifying. And some people take it, you know, it's kind of, hey, when you narrow the playbook, you make it smaller because they're not getting it. And, I mean, what else can you do? And, and my, my whole thing is that this isn't a situation where you elevated a coordinator from, uh, you know, okay, somebody got sick or somebody got hurt or, or we fired one and, and now he took over this week. This guy's been here since the spring. Uh, we've heard all about this different stuff. And I mean, and, you know, I don't, hey, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that the LSU has uh, a lot of. A lot of the talent that they've been having to pass on offense because they they haven't. But still, I'm like you. Where has the offense been? It's been no, it's been no solid footing and a step forward. I mean, I don't know if you could say they they had stagnated progress in some games, but I've I've seen no progression, and I don't understand what. I mean, maybe these shifts do throw throw the, some of these guys off or whatever. But I thought that you know it, it looked like Etling and, and Miles Brennan both ran the same plays. We heard that the quarterbacks are different; they come from different skill sets. And they got, but okay, okay, well if they're different, then shouldn't shouldn't one of them that's got a different skill set be able to have different plays and so forth? So I look. I have no problem with Aranda, what he's doing. I think the defense tonight, that was a classic case. They were just on the field too much in there, and their third-down defense was deplorable. Troy was 7 of 11 on third-down conversions in the first half. They converted on just about everything they possibly could. And, you know, the offense is – you know, this is the first time in a long time, Tony, that I think Tiger fans can look at it and say, you cannot legitimately just point the finger at the quarterback because I, I think the quarterbacks have been adequate enough. They've they've done some things in these games. I don't I don't know I don't know like what's wrong with their offensive play calling. I really don't know. Right. Let me ask you one one more quick thing, Deacon. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and hang up and listen to your response here on my radio. Uh, but if, if if they don't win, you know, any more games, or if they win two or three more games and they don't make any bowl games, do you think that the the, the alumni at this school and the boosters? Uh, LSU has a lot of money, not like a lot of schools, but they got money. They up there with the big boys. Uh, do you think that they would put up the money and, and, and tell Joe Oliva? This guy's got to go, man. We're not putting up with this. We're not going backward. We we we, we want to go forward with this program. Do you think he'd be he could be a one hit wonder and they get rid of Ed Ozone after well, one year? I'm I'm, I'm going to state this, and this this is how I feel about this. I think uh, eight or nine losses, all bets are off, and that's because you had a lot of people. Let's call it like like let's be honest here. You had a lot of people who were not in favor of Coach O getting this job, and the more that the, the program looks like it is right now, the more those people are going to stand up, I told you, I told you. Now, and those I told you voices are going to turn into like, okay, well, what do we do now? We can't have another three or four-year period. We cannot have a Hallman period and then get Donato to come in here and bring back the magic, so to speak. We, we, we can't afford to do that this day and time. We're going to fall too far behind. So that will only get louder. But the thing you want is you don't want apathy. You don't want some of the people going like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I support the program, you know, either way. And no, no, they are at a crucial time, and they can ill afford to have consecutive losing seasons, several losing seasons in a row, uh, like they did in those eras that we just finished talking about. Now, again, I think there's a certain number. Anything, you lose eight, you lose nine games this season, all bets are off. All bets are off. I, I, would, I wouldn't know. I'm not saying something would happen. It wouldn't. But I'd be willing to bet that whatever happened, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they decided to go in a different direction if you lose nine games. 
Thank you so much for the call. Uh, that was uh, Tony Imerero. LSU falls to Troy 24-21, 260 You can text us at 870, 870. It wasn't me. And, look, I, I'm not. It, it was right at the end of the first half when uh, I forgot what number it was. Picked up Danny Etling and suplexed him. I mean, they had already held him up. And he had established that the gate, the play was over, the whistle had been blown, and there were two officials. Uh, there was two officials: the cat, the, uh, the the official with the C on the back of his uh, jersey, the side judge, and the back judge, all looking at the play. And they picked him up and they suplexed him. And then I think it was 63 from LSU pushed the guy that suplexed him. And I don't blame him for pushing him. I mean, he was taking up for his quarterback. But I mean, come on, officials, you're sitting right there on top of that. We're talking about protecting the quarterback. I mean, that was like. You picked him up and you suplexed. And then the hit, you know, uh, that caused uh, when Troy wound up getting the football, uh, that one there, I don't know if he led with his crown or not. I mean, I don't know. But I know that, you know, you can't lead with your crown. And uh, it, I, mean, it well, I don't want to paint it out to be something like the the uh, uh, the the, pay, uh, the play the other night in the Green Bay game. That was as violent as a hit as I have seen in a long time. And uh, if you haven't seen it, just Google uh, the, the Green Bay hit on the receiver the other night, Thursday night. When that young man hit the ground, it, he looked like somebody that was like they dropped dead, really. And I don't want to be overdramatic, but it looked like somebody was just like, Kum. and that's why I saw Jordan Nelson and Martellus Bennett. Y'all heard him get out here, heard him get out here. Now, luckily, the young man was released, Adam, Adams was released from the hospital. But, Lord, you're talking about how dangerous it can be out there. Well, one One hit. That's what happened the other night in that Bears and Packers game. LSU falls to Troy 24-21. Up next for the Tigers, a tough, tough two-game stretch at Florida, who won today at home, 38-24 over Vanderbilt. Then you come home and play Auburn at home before you go to Ole Miss and you get your week off. Remember now, this team is 0-1 in conference, losing the state. Now you got three straight conference games before your bye week. And then you'll have, uh, you know, three after that. Or four after that. Uh, let's go to Slidell for Dave on line one. Dave, good evening. Thank you for calling the Purple and Gold Point after on WWL. Uh, hey, Deke. Uh, how you doing tonight? Um, I'm not going to go totally negative on this thing because, you know, I sat through last season and I watched LSU's defense be dominant. Yeah. So I know Dave Aranda is a legit coach. Yeah. I know that last year the only team to beat Clemson was Matt Canada's Pit team, if, if I'm right. not mistaken. No, you, you are you you are correct. They exactly and, and, right. and they whipped they whipped their ass up and down the field yes, with that offense he has. So mm-hmm. I know he's a legit coach. Um, I don't know if this is a thing where the players may have wanted to stay Steve Ensminger to stay offensive coordinator. I thought I understood that he really didn't want the position this year anyway, but. I just don't know what's happening because I know that we have legit coaches, and I know last year that I was very proud in every game we played last year with Coach O as my head coach, and I support him because I do think he is a legit coach as well. Um, I just know that being a 20-year high school coach, I know that you lose seniors. You have to count on freshmen and sophomores. There's a few mm-hmm. a year or so where you got to transition back to getting some veteran uh, players on the field. And I think that's more of what's going on here, man, because when you're talking about depending on 20 freshmen, Mm -hmm. uh, that can't be good. 
So uh, I'm just going to stay the course, man, and pull for my Tigers, uh, you know, and see what happens. What do you think about that, D? Dave, I think you you displayed obviously disappointment. You did it in a in a, in a very uh, mature type of way. But the the question about you know Coach Canada and the offense is very valid. I mean, it is. And look, there's no. There's no grace period, though. I mean, the games have changed. When you're making, when you're making, you know, uh, seven figures, it's not like, oh, wait, no. You got to make it happen now, man. You got to make it happen now. And we do realize now, LSU, three of, of these games, four of these first five are your non-conference games. BYU hasn't won a game since LSU beat them. Syracuse lost today, so they're 0-1 after LSU faced them. Tennessee Chattanooga is 1-2. Mississippi State is 0-2. I was thinking and hoping that Mississippi State this year would have came into fruition like it did, what, three years ago in 14. 14 or, or was it 15? When, yeah, 15 when Dak did so good. That loss didn't seem as bad because State went on to the number one ranking. They were a team on the rise right before LSU's eyes. So that's like, whoa, that, you know, State was a lot better than we thought. Or they became the team we were. That's not the case this year. I mean, right now, you're talking about who's the worst in the West? <sighs> Going into a seven-game stretch, I don't know what Texas A&M has looked like. They won some conference games. I don't know what Arkansas has looked like. But it's, this team, they've not put it all together. Uh, they have cut back on the penalties. That's the the one thing I could say the last couple of games. But I don't see the progression that is needed to be happening in your first five games of the season, particularly when four are non-conference games. So now you're asking to get better and improve, and you we, you haven't put together a complete game, and you open it up. You open up basically your conference this week because you go seven straight, and you add a team that has been, uh, let's face it, as ugly as Florida is on offense. They're good on defense. They're stout. And with the way LSU's offense is struggling, hmm, I don't know. Back to the phones to go. Bashery for Joshua on line three. Joshua, thank you for calling. The point after on WWL. Well, thank you for taking my call, Bob. How you been, man? Good, sir. Uh, I'm normally calling you during baseball season, man, but with everything going on, bro, I had to chime in. Uh, I think, personally, it's too early to be up. Uh, uh, say bailing off off the boat as of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Coach O, look, uh, everything aside from him being a Cajun and everything else, this is truly the man's first year as full reign. I mean, you can you can look at, you know, he came along uh, last year and he got into a situation where he had the players and everything kind of in place to do what he what he did, and he basically kept it afloat. He didn't really push it. She kept it afloat. And now we're seeing uh, what he's going to do, you know, this year with the players that he has now. We know that Matt Canada is good. We, we, we've heard this. We've seen it within his, his numbers, you know, throughout uh, the conference that he was in. Dave Aranda's been here with us. I just think, more or less, instead of worrying about jumping off the boat now and saying, oh, well, we're, 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 we're not going to do anything, really just – gives the benefit of the doubt to that this is going to get better. It's just, it, it, it's going to take time. And uh, another thing I wanted to say, man, uh, as far as the, the, uh, defensively goes and offensively goes, I was at the game uh, today, and there was no 
seem like leader out there. It's I would I would say let's 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 put some energy into these kids from a, a standpoint and get them playing because if they show the passion or lack thereof they did today, we're not going to do anything with them there. FCC. You need that to win within this conference. So. Uh, I got you, Josh. Josh and Bash for making some points. Josh, thank you so much for the call. They go up to, all the way up to Indiana for Jacques on line two. Jacques, thank you for calling WWL. Hi, Deke. How you doing? Fine, sir. Okay. Um, I'm another one that's not ready to jump on the get rid of Coach Old Bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Look, last year he had the horses. He had more horses than he has right now. I mean, they were saying how many people went to the NFL and all this stuff. And, right. you know, he beat. He, he was very competitive against Alabama. Uh, they shouldn't have lost against Florida, but, you know, the players, you know, there were some mistakes made in that game. But he kept things together. Yeah. He had the horses. And who would have thought he would have shut down the Heisman Trophy winner? And although Louisville's not a power, mm-hmm. he still had the horses and they had the wherewithal to have a game plan to, to shut them down completely. So right. it's a different team this year. And, you know, it takes a while to gel. And uh, I just – I'm just not ready, but one other question. Hasn't LSU had, like, the top ten recruiting classes in the past few years anyway? Haven't they always been in the top ten? Yeah, they're always in the top ten. That's right. Well, why is everybody saying the recruiting's been so bad? Have they been recruiting the wrong Well, it's, it's, it, it, it's recruiting in certain areas. Like, okay, you, did, you didn't get the back in this year's class, the running back that you wanted, and the running back that you got, got to let you go because that is uh, yes. a little piercing to everybody's ears and it's aggravating the hell out of me. But thank you so much for the call. Uh, you missed out on the back that you needed to get in the state of Louisiana, and just so happens he's a leading rusher for the team that won the national championship a year ago and Travis ATM. Uh, it's a combination of not recruiting properly like you needed to recruit along the offensive and defensive lines. you got 11 scholarship offensive linemen right now. And going into this season, you had three that had experience. That's at least one snap or more on offense. You can't go into a season in this conference. Now LSU is finding out you can't go into a season, period, with that type of thin, I guess you'd say thin or lack of depth on an offensive line. And the defensive line, you saw other players, uh, some left, some were dismissed. And banged up. Your best defensive interior defensive lineman is banged up. The guy who could possibly be and go by a pedigree projected to be the best defensive lineman that you had coming here in quite some time, he wasn't played. He wasn't ready for uh, the academic clearinghouse and Tyler Shelvin. So it's a combination of, of many things. But, again, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I don't think things fall apart overnight. What you're seeing now is a part of uh, some things that have been going on for several years. And it, it's a lot of different things as far as a combination of recruiting in this spot, recruiting. That's why every year they've got a number. We've got to get this many linemen and so forth. But, look, Coach O knows the JUCO circuit. Maybe they can go get some JUCO players. Uh, it looks like that's what they're going to have to do. And, look, there's not a deeper State and JUCO, then right next door in the state of Mississippi. Let's go to, let's see, Fanatic for LSU on line four. Thank you for calling WWL. Hey, Deke, thank you for taking my call. I want to talk about a couple things, the offensive play calling, defensive play calling. I like to talk about the recruiting and why LSU cannot let Ed Ogeron go. I heard you say earlier that, you know, if they were to lose eight, nine games, all bets are off. Um, but before I talk about that, I want to talk about the recruiting. I've been following LSU for years. I'm a diehard. love the Tigers. Been through the best times, the worst times. I'm going to stay with the Tigers. With recruiting, Les Miles 
philosophy was he would like last year he recruited Cam Akers, a running back out of Mississippi. That was his guy. Okay, mm-hmm. when he committed to Florida State, we that's we ended up missing out on ATN because of that. ATN didn't appreciate it. He felt left out, and so when O came on board, it was kind of too late, you know. So no, well, I'm gonna it, tell you what happened on that. That's wrong on ATN. Deal. I'm gonna tell you, ATN decommitted from A and M way before the recruiting period even got thick in the fall. LSU never sweated ATN like they were sweating Cam Akers, and let's call it like right. we see it. And I'm not saying that's the way it is, but I mean, fanatic, you know, like I know, you got to make every one of these recruits feel like if we don't get you, our program's gonna fall apart. And I mean, and then when you get them, then you kind of like you do the decommitting and go, okay, you, your ass, you know what? You're employee number three. You get in line and you do the same thing as the other ones do. But you do what you do to get them on campus. And they didn't sweat him like they would. If they would, that, when that kid decommitted from A&M, he was there for the taking. They poorly recruited ATN. Oh, I totally agree. I don't, but you know exactly. I mean, you said it such eloquently. And I'm not saying I'm not. And I'm not. And in fact, I'm not saying he would save the season. But you know, I mean, it, it would be a situation where, okay, you're not as thin at running back now. Uh, you know, if you would have gotten him. But yeah, but that pretty much just goes to show what kind of philosophy Les Miles had. You know right. how many offensive linemen, defensive linemen we missed out on it. For the same reasons, you know, mm-hmm. we he, he didn't he did them. Like, it was his guys who he wanted, and if he didn't get them, then you know we would lose out years. We couldn't recruit a quarterback for years, so you know we ended up with Danny Atman. And you know, hate to say it, but the kid is playing pretty decently overall. I mean, oh yeah, you know, it's not this is this is not a quarterback issue right. right now, right? Now, with respect to the offensive and defensive play calling, I mean, you know. If we if we know we have an off we know we have a weak offensive lineman so like Herb said where are the slip screens where are the screen screens to the wide receivers or running backs I mean you know why why can't be a little more versatile that that kind of really upsets me you know what what. What Troy did to us tonight, offensively, we should have been doing to them. Man, fanatic, you just hit the you just hit the nail on the head. Some of the things that Troy did tonight, and you could tell it was game plan. It was especially when you saw that quick, uh, was it quick screen that they went out to yeah. each side. That's yeah. all game planning on stuff. And Kenny Edenfield, look, he's a guy that's been around a long time, but he put together a great game plan. And I, I just I don't see uh, whatever game plans we've been putting together. It just hadn't matured in the actual game. It, it hadn't developed. It hadn't like okay, we started here. We progressively gotten better. No, it just—I I don't know. I, I don't, I, and I can't put my finger on it. I'm not a coach, but I just exactly. don't think the, the product right now through five games is not what it's supposed to be. And on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you know, we know we know that you know, uh, um, you know, our defensive coach is one of the better ones in league. But I mean. You know, and I realize that we're thin and we, you know, we have new linebackers on it, but I mean, God, man, we have a lot of talent there and I can't believe these guys are not being coached up. I mean, we're, you know, going into what game five of the season, we're still playing like we, you know, we just haven't, we, we haven't, we have not played a complete game. And my last thing is on Coach O, and I'm going to say this. LSU cannot let Coach O go. And even if he was to lose nine games this year, and I, look, I'll say it. I think we may go three and nine this year, but I believe that Coach O will get recruits. He will get them, and LSU will be okay. But I'm going to say this. LSU cannot let him go. Arkansas is probably going to fire their coach. Tennessee is going to fire. There's going to be a lot of firing this year yeah. You know, in the SEC. We You're do right. not want to be competing against these other schools, you know, when, when there's going to be all these other schools trying to get a coach. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know of any. I'm not seeing any great coaches that are just popping up out there right now like they have in past years. I'm just not seeing it. 
You know, yeah. but that's all and, I'm saying. Uh, you know, no, that, that's look, fanatic. You you put together some good stuff, man. You I mean you came in here with information, you backed it up, you validated it, and I I agree with you to a standpoint about uh, you know coaching up. That's one thing that I think that I, this staff has uh, you know they got a good pedigree at uh, from Coach O, uh, Coach Canada, but certainly Coach Aranda. Now I got faith in him. I thought tonight there was a, a stance of where the the defense kind of got worn down. Uh, on the field, there were uh, what I think Troy had three, three of their scoring drives were of uh, double-digit plays or more. So, and and that'll wear on you. But I thought Troy had an excellent game plan tonight. And you knew when they got in a position to pound that football, they would. And that was hey, they were a balanced team coming tonight, averaging 480 yards of total offense, 450 yards of total offense. Uh, they didn't get quite their numbers, but the balance they had was was superior. And that was key. It was hard for LSU to get a beat on. And let's face it, when LSU had a chance to catch the field goal, they needed to get the field goal. Uh, LSU missed out on some opportunities, and they lost a turnover battle. All those things show up, especially in a game that's tight. But, you know, give credit where credit's due. Troy won the game tonight. Let's go to Metairie for Samuel on line six. Samuel, thank you for calling WWL. Hello, Samuel. How are you? Uh, Hey, Deke. How are you? Okay, sir. I just wanted to build off a couple things that some earlier callers said. You know, one of the callers talked about leadership. Well, leadership starts at the top. And, you know, I'm I'm not seeing it there just from an administration standpoint. We have F. King Alexander. I don't think he's in the same ballpark as Mark Emmert. We've got Oliva who, you know, after Herman fell, fell through, didn't even seem like we were conducting a search. And then you've got a board of supervisors that, I'm not sold that they're, um, you know, LSU in their best interest all the time. They're not stocked with LSU people on our board, you know. So I think I think that's that's a that's a big problem. And then you talked about apathy, leaving that stadium tonight. Total, hmm. total apathy. Just yeah. total apathy it, it is what I way. felt from people. And look that way on TV, Samuel. And you know when you when you add, you know, add to your stadium, you got a new project going on. What they've added, I think, uh, Mr. Rick Perry told us, was it 11 million or something in stadium renovations over the course of the last uh, couple years. That's a site that no athletic director, no board member, no donator wants to see uh, empty stands. Uh, you know, at halftime and completely empty toward the end of the third and going into the fourth. We'll take a timeout and come back. we got Doug, we have Mary, we got Jack, we got Tony, we got Nick, and a lot more to get to. I'm Deke Bellevue. Final score tonight, it was Troy 24, LSU 21. The Tigers fall to 3-2 and two on the season. Much more of the Purple and Gold point out the forthcoming right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.